You're tuning in to the TV Campfire with Caitlin McFarland and Emily Gibson, co-founders and co-executive directors of ATX Television Festival, a.k.a. TV Camp for Grownups. This episode is part of our series of special releases recorded live at ATX Season 7. To hear our original The TV Campfire series, please scroll down to Episodes 1 through 5. Hello, TV Campfire listeners. We have a special s'mores for you today. It's an excerpt from the podcast, An Actor, a Comedian, and a Musician Walk Into a Bar. We know it's a long title. They do, too. But it's with our new friend, Greg Grunberg. He's the actor part. And comedian, Kirk Fox, and musician, Nick Marsak. Let's take a second to say why we're doing this speed drop. That's a great idea. So we met Greg this past festival as part of our Felicity reunion. Yep, so Greg came, we met him for the first time at the festival, like literally physically as the festival was happening, and it was kind of awesome to see how quickly he understood where he was. We became insta-ATX family, if you will, Um, and he just like leaned into the whole TV camp for grownups and and got who we were. And I will say that's a special thing for someone who's coming for the first time Um, especially with one of the big reunions, to really realize, oh, this is something that is celebrating all of TV. Mm -hmm. I feel like all the different cons and all the different festivals do something very special and very unique. And I feel like the fun thing about ATX is it's very much, and we lean into this all the time, this (laughs) TV camp for grownups, but it's about everyone being together and everyone being one community together. And he very much like arrived at the festival ready to talk to everyone. I mean, he was here for 24 hours. Like, he landed Saturday night and went to a party and found some... He taught me something about Austin, which is that you can get barbecue at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning from a trailer that apparently is good. And just the whole next day for the reunion, and then he was here for a few hours, and we all just talked about television. And spoiler alert, he's a little bit like Sean. We got a lot of ideas in a very short period of time in the best way because they were all great, and they were all us. And what was very cool about that is we obviously at some point told him about our podcast. We did. The TV Campfire that you're listening to right now. And he started talking about the podcast he had just started. Yeah, we basically started around the same time. So we're both new in the podcast space, but just really enjoying making podcasts and living here and the different way that you can engage with an audience via this medium, not just television. So just a little background on his podcast. Mm -hmm. He started it with two friends. Mm -hmm. And they basically has this studio in North Hollywood-ish mm-hmm. where he converted the studio into a space where he could make films and shorts and... The band. The t- band from TV and is there. And they have this amazing stage recording studio with every instrument you could ever imagine in this huge soundboard. Apparently, Michael Chiklis and his band Played. record there, yep. hang out. But they also, because he wanted it a place to hang out too, so he has a legit bar in this recording space. Yep. So when, you know, they started this podcast, an actor, a comedian, and a musician walk into a bar, they <laughs> walk into the bar space of this studio and sit down and record. And so we sat there with him and Larry Trilling, who is a producing director who was on the Felicity panel, who mm-hmm. when you listen to that, you'll also hear from, and really talked about podcasts and our love of podcasts. And even though we're in the middle of this recording space, we we're also hanging out in the bar was just the space and his passion for making things is so 
prevalent and it's uh, it's infectious. And so we basically were telling him how we really wanted to grow our audience and find like-minded listeners. And I just think between our podcast and how we're growing and vice versa, his listeners, they're doing a feed drop of an excerpt of Felicity and he has an original intro that you should go listen to about his experience meeting us. Which is really so awesome. go download theirs and subscribe and rate and do all of that. But it, this just felt like a very natural, comfortable partnership to talk about all the things that we love. So you're going to be listening to 20 minutes or so of his latest episode, so then you can, you know, get hooked mm-hmm. and then go subscribe to his feed. But the cool thing about what you're going to be listening to is it really is, I mean, very TV-focused. Yep. Their most recent episode is with Jay Kogan. He's a series TV guy, producer, writer from The Simpsons, Frasier, The Tracy Ullman Show, and many, many more. Uh, they do get very deep on life, first starts, comedy in the old days, Hollywood stories. Note, it is for adults. Many adult matters are discussed using adult language. That is your disclaimer. <laughs> they are they are boys. They, At the end of the day, they, they are boys. They are, in a bar. Um, but you should really, you should check this one out and then go back and check out others with some of your other favorite TV folks and ATX alums. My favorites were Phil Lamar from Futurama. They do a lot of really cool voices. And Felicity alum, Rob Benedict, who's both an actor and a musician, not a comedian. At least I don't think he identifies that way. Um, but it is, it's really fun and definitely something you should check out. So listen to this, then go to an actor, a comedian, and a musician, walk into a bar and subscribe and rate, and then, you know, go on Twitter and tell them all of the things they're at three in a bar. Tell them that we turned you on to it. Can I tell you my favorite part real fast is a little tease? Yeah. The Albrook stories. Well, obviously. I mean, you guys, <laughs> I was laughing out loud <laughs> as I'm listening to these stories and Greg recounting uh, some scenes that he filmed with Mr. Brooks, and they're they're pretty spectacular. That's awesome. And then a few Sharon Stone references, which are also pretty funny. Guys, they have all of the best stories. So without further ado, here's your exclusive clip of an actor, a comedian, and a musician walk into a bar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jay Kogan, everybody. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll clap along. How are you? Uh, go sit over there so we can hear you. All right, nice, nice. How are you, Jay? Oh my God, Jay Kogan's in the house. Slip by. Wow, look, somebody has been losing a little Very weight. Very nimble. Yeah, you're nimble. looking good. And you I'm, shaved. I am a, uh, I'm a shadow of my former self. You are? Yes. Wait, did you get a haircut too? I didn't. You've seen me since I've this look. You have seen me. No, but you shaved the sides. You oh. have your, from, from your lip down, it looks like the, the resistance in Star Wars. It looks like that's... I'm beautiful now. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the look you were beginning when I saw you. I, I read for him recently. <laughs> Whoa. In a major motion true. picture. That's true. That's really? true. What, mo- what motion picture? Put that mic right up to your beautiful It was uh, the, the Christmas movie, right? It was a Christmas yeah. movie, but I, I was too frightening. For uh, children. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he was, Is that right? That's the movie. He was a, yeah. He brought, he came in. He kind of you kind of killed it. You kind of had he some did Very good. And then you know you're just you did that. It was either that thing or the other thing, and we went the, with the other thing. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just happy to be in the room and yeah. uh, give it a shot. You did good though. I, when I was uh, an actor, when I would come in an audition, you, you know, if we kind of got the room going. I got, felt good. I got, left there and the I said going. I did what. I wanted to do. Did you see, like, was Jay on the edge of his seat? Was he, like... I saw him laughing enough. Yeah. 
I was there. He's <laughs> really, really fucking funny. Oh, I know. He was I mean, funny so on like, the like the genuine article. You leave. He leaves the room, and you. Because I'm the real article. I don't want to. I don't want to live with that guy. But man, was he funny. So, <laughs> sometimes they watch and just try and figure it out, and to see what I'm up to. But, yeah, but then really they realize him? it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're scary. What was the role? Tell us, Jay. I believe the role was to play an actor, uh, to play an actor who wanted to be pretend to be the uh, parent of this girl who's the lead in the movie. She, uh, her parents are Christmas crazy, and she met a boy in camp who hates Christmas. His parents hate Christmas. They're coming to California, so she's hiring actors to pretend to be. Man, I wish I had known this going in. <laughs> whole different read. <laughs> Man, have you yeah. already sh- have you already shot my part? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about a little description, Jay? Well, what did what did you cock you, ring? Had he known? It was, <laughs> what did it say? Did it said Clint Eastwood type? What did it say? <laughs> I I think whatever the words on the paper were, it matched. What it was going on? said what I said. Yeah, it, it, was, was, pretty straight, it was there. It was pretty straightforward. And, and yeah. then he meets some. Actually, reading right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then he met someone that, you know, he had a past with. That right. In yeah. one of the auditions. Did you write it? Uh, I helped. No, a guy That's named David, that David Willis wrote. wrote. And then I helped out a little bit. Uh, but it was funny. Here and there. But, uh, no, and he directed it. And then David That's coming out this Christmas? It is coming out before Christmas. Oh, before Christmas. Nice. Before Christmas. Wait, so when did you read for this? It was uh, probably about six, six months? months ago. Oh, six months ago. Okay, okay. My last audition. Right, right. <laughs> that was before you started transitioning? Yeah. Or when? I, picked my, I picked my parts carefully. <laughs> so fresh in his mind. I know. He said, I just read for yeah, you. That's that tells you how many auditions you sure. had. <laughs> that's how my mind is. That was my last audition <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> no, I, I say that because... We have a thing in common, and it, you know that most of the stuff we get is through friends now calling us, going, "Hey, why don't you come in and read for this, whatever?" And then our agent occasionally will send us instances for stuff. So, was that an agent thing, or did you know somebody else besides the casting Jeff? director? I knew, and uh, she's also cast Man with a Plan. Sure. So Kevin Nealon is on that show. Who's and the a casting friend. director? Do you remember her name? I should. I can't believe you're putting us on the spot. No, I'm just putting you on the spot. Jay says he's got his hand up, and I'm not calling on him. I don't know. I, I, I think she was involved with casting on Parks and Rec. She just knew who I was. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves I thought I was creepy enough. Yeah. Right. Not Julie. No. no. Okay. I love Julie. You want to check uh, your phone? While we're looking up the director's <laughs> name, welcome to an actor, a comedian, a musician. Walk into a bar. <laughs> So we, we also and we can always cut the part out where we didn't know her name. Uh, no. no. Yeah, we can. No, we can. We can. No. Uh, well, Jay is going to tell us her name. But I will. Before we uh, – <laughs> l- let's, let's talk about who else is sitting around the bar here. You never know what, um, you know, kind of degenerates are going to walk into the bar. <laughs> this degenerate and I go way back. We've known each other for a very long time. Uh, Eric Smith is his name. but uh, Smitty. Smitty. People Smitty. call him Smitty. Schmitty. Of the California Smitties. How are you guys? What's going on, man? Living the dream. I heard there's bottles in here. There's yep. something called Kadeen. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find the bottom of one of those bottles, and uh, yeah. I'm going to watch you guys figure out somebody casting director's name. Oh, I got we're it. cutting that out, aren't we? No, I'm sorry. I know who it is. Did you go to Petit Trois, by the way? No, we had to cancel. We had to cancel. We're, I've rescheduled for another time. We had to cancel. Okay. That's going to be a tough one because, like, my family wants to go, 
Jay and I are on this no carb thing. I'm really, it's not, we haven't like officially said, all right, let's do it. But we both are doing it and we're doing it and it's working. Escargot is no carbs, right? Yeah. No. And is carb really a bad thing? Is that what, well, oh I my mean, God, I actually think it's, it's, it depends on your chemistry. If you are like, 99% Ashkenazi Jew, okay. carbs are a terrible thing. <laughs> and then your body will just absorb the, the, the bread and it will make you fat, fat, fat forever. So but that's my problem, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, no, but I mean, you, whatever the, your thing is, no, I, you, uh, you don't know. I mean, mine's I mean, cheese. Okay. I Basically, need a wheel of brie. And carbs acidic. are only bad for Jews? But, <laughs> no, no. They're bad for a lot of people, but there's a certain kind of, of, uh, of, of, of person, of chemistry. And, you know, my people were peasants digging out, you know, beets from the ground, and that's all they ate. The, living in this world of abundance where you can just get, like, cheeseburgers and bread. Yeah. And that makes sense. That's really a logical way of putting it. It's yeah. not so great for me. Uh, and Interesting. The, and Your body's not supposed to have that much yeah. glucose is what it ends up being. It's just turning it into sugar. Well, that's exactly it. It's, every piece of bread is telling my body to absorb more food. And it's yeah. setting in, in, in the blood sugars in, in this alarm fashion say, oh not only if you absorb more food eat more it sort of sends messages to your body to eat more when i don't have bread miraculously is it I'm, tough for you to not, not have hungry. bread well no see it's, it works yeah, where, you, yeah. where you, don't, you don't have bread, have bread not you're not so hungry and you don't care so much and right. you're not in a panic every time you drive by a grocery <laughs> store saying oh i wonder what's inside although i have to say being <laughs> that's how i am when i drive past a strip joint i yeah. wonder what's inside but you're skinny <laughs> you're, you're skinny you can do it what do you you eat anything and you still are like this right i have zero percent body fat and zero percent muscle <laughs> Okay, but you're <laughs> so I'm fine. not even here. It's that a was a callback to this catchphrase. It's a watch. Right? <laughs> That's all right. But, I'll tell but you. you don't watch what you eat, right? Hell no, I don't right. want to see it. So you have <laughs> your chemistry is like you're good. You're good with whatever it is. But he also pro tennis player and now plays. Every, oh, you play every day. I like to sweat every day. Yeah, I mean he's working out a lot. You work out too, though. You go to I the do. Gym. I well. Three or four times a week. But you know what? Week. It's For us, it's 80%, 90% food. It's, it's, all, yeah, it's, it's what all we eat. What you eat. It's calories in because no, there's no amount of exercise I can do to <laughs> actually get those calories off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, like a, not possible. You have to run a treadmill for like 20 minutes to burn an M&M. Yeah, exactly. So what, do you, what am I going to do with a Philly steak sandwich? Or like porn star sex. That burns <laughs> well, Smitty and I actually started. We were doing a thing. We were like, you know what? Let, I, I wanted to do a thing called uh, cheat night where I get a, a, a bunch of guys, characters that are friends of mine that all need to lose weight, and we're going to... Fuck gonna a hooker? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'm in. you got to keep them alive. She yeah. yeah. I'm in. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. a hooker, and then you're so nervous you lose weight. <laughs> yeah. exactly. you got to run from your wife. You're just sitting in the corner burning off calories. But <laughs> the, right? the one that loses the less amount of weight by the end of the week has to sit and watch everyone else oh, eat. Oh, that's a bad that's position nice. to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to do that. We started doing it, and then... You know, oh, you were sending me photos, yeah. whatever. And now Jay the is the guy. Yeah. Oh, no, not photos of himself. Okay. Photos of food. Photos of food. Oh. Breadless food. No, it wasn't good. It was working. And the <laughs> photos did help because you would take ideas. I did do that. I would just be like, oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm, so I'm, that's what yeah, I'm sending Jay now. It's all like cheese and, and uh, cauliflower. Would and you ever just eat the photograph? Just, <laughs> I would. It's never gotten that bad. No, it's on the phone. It's I'm not, not that even. hungry. But I have been sending you some gems. I brought some cookies for you. I know. I'm very excited. So had a long conversation with a, a bunch friend of, of mine diet people who, yeah. disc who discussed fudge, uh, fat bombs, yeah. which yeah. are terrific, and also discussed like all the chemical processes that we're going through. It does. I don't even. I don't care if I'm eating a sponge. If it has no carbs, I'm eating it. 
it makes me feel good, and I'm losing the, weight, which I am doing. The bad news, he says, is eventually right. we have to. And give it up makes the you dairy. feel. Wait, wait, what? Eventually, we have to stop with the cheese. That's ridiculous. Yes, I agree. Well, that's what. That's the bad news. Yes, but Plus that's every funny. one of your great recipes is covered in cheese. Kind of, sort of. Everyone. Although cheese is keto. You can have cheese on a keto but that's diet. the thing. We're doing keto. So here's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I want pizza. And you're, you're right? weaning off of keto, and then what are you but, doing? Just no, but here's what I'm doing. Okay. So I take a nonstick pan, and I put shredded cheese in it. The pan gets super hot. The cheese starts bubbling. It crisps on the bottom. Yeah. Then I put crumbled cauliflower, like really crumbly cauliflower, and shrimp or a sausage or pepperoni, whatever I want on there. Ooh. And then I slip it off, let it sit. Slice it up like pizza, and it and it. I'm telling you, it That's stays crazy. out. It's pizza, yeah, it's pizza. pizza, but it is all cheese. And there's yeah. no bread at all, right? Yeah. Uh, I also did. What else have I sent you? I've sent tuna you. melt looked great. That looked beautiful. Tuna melt I made today. <laughs> so Jake, you know my oldest has epilepsy, and carbs feed seizures. It's just the yeah, way it is. Yeah. yeah, but they gotta eat too. <laughs> seizures. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. They can take a seizure in college. They can go to hell. So so he's low carb, and it's working really well, and. So I'm always looking for things. Both of us are tuna, tuna melt crazy. That's also a uh, Ashkenazi Jew thing. Going to any deli. <laughs> I rate the deli by the... Uh, What's Ashkenazi? It's a certain kind of Jew. It's sort of an Eastern European okay. Jew. A bad Jew. Um, and uh, <laughs> there were, there's, there's kind of two kinds of Jews, and one are from the sort of northern, eastern, and the other one's more Spanish. Like Israel? Well, no. Uh, they're oh. all, they all went to Israel, but like Spain. Remember that okay. Spain had that whole, yeah. we're going to get rid of all the Jews? Right. Well, those people have that happens. Their own that happens yeah. a lot in it your does. history. It, it yeah. tends to happen. <laughs> Sephardic. What do you do? Gonna... That's it. Sephardic. That's what I was trying. Yeah. To right. All the other religions are fucking children, and we have to deal with that. That's, that's in my home state, man. And that's yeah. a, and it's what not two different kind, not two branches of religion. It's just two ethnic groups. Two ethnic. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. It's where you came. So Eastern my European. Right. The Ethiopians. The Ethiopians are a third. Hungarian Jews are Eastern European. That's that's Ashkenazi right there. Ashkenazi. I hate them. <laughs> but the Ethiopians, they say, because since they're closest to Israel, are are closer to maybe the original. That's what Jews. I've heard. Yeah, exactly. From the every OJs. black guy who went black militant has to explain to me the yeah, Christians are exactly. bad. I've got to hear thirty minutes where the original. Right. Jews. Yeah, yeah. But other things I made, like this tuna melt. I did the same thing with the cheese. Then I put tuna in there, slices of tomato. Then I folded it over like a giant taco and cut it up into wedges, guys. So good. I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Fat bombs. No, I brought you a bunch of them. I'm excited. You got to taste it. And then I, I made will. these. So these, there's this thing called um, Keto Connect. There's this couple. And they do this. They do these videos and whatever. But I got to say, watching them, and they're like, these are chewy chocolate chip cookies. They're made with almond flour and this and this and this. No, I mean, zero carb. There's like one carb per cookie. Yeah. And really, really good. Here, I'm going to open them up right now. Right. And you no, can I like the fuck a hooker part. Yeah, I know. That's a whole other part of that. <laughs> that burns the calories. I checked out after I found out that wasn't the Plus the diseases. <laughs> there you go. Cookie? Uh, sure. You can have these the, are keto, uh, dude. If they're keto, I they're keto. Now, the pro before I buy one. Yeah, are you on a diet, too? Oh, sorry. I wa well, no, what? he's been doing I'm, it for a while. I have a girlfriend who's a health coach, so yeah. by default, Smitty, yes. grab one of these. <laughs> Before, but uh, you know, I'll my, my I have a ruler. No, I'm driving I, later. Like uh, food that's supposed to be like other food, I know. But never, is never quite as good. Like if you're expecting to eat a chocolate chip cookie, you'll often be disappointed. But this is let me let me just see. All right, here we go. Mmm. I like it. That's a taste test right there. It's very good. It's very now, good. Now, would that now, make you feel good? Is that a comfort food? Oh, yeah. Like right For now, me? you guys are happy eating that? I'm happy eating, period. <laughs> like anything. 
<laughs> I don't care what, what it's in front of me. It's fine. Greg's but it makes you feel better. You know, what, name the worst food. I don't know. Pringles. I don't know. The, the least oh, healthy. So good. Whatever it is. Oreos, hint oh, lime chips. French fries that have been out a day. I thought it was I liver. Eat, those are who good. Who needs liver and onions? That's oh, good. I, good I've started to realize. Uh, who, Ashkenazi Jews. Other than my, my, my father, who I think was forced by my mom to eat it also, because she covered it in bacon. Is there anyone who likes liver? Poor people. That's I, who eats liver. Is it poor people? Poor okay. people. I really I think it's it's my aunt, my, my, my mother, my, my parents grew up on it, my grandparents, because they were poor. poor. It was poor. And so they had all the shitty That's a great poor answer. food. I did wonder that. Cause I sure <laughs> and it's a poor food because no, no, I'm one, no one wants to eat it. So you get eight yeah. pounds of liver for liver is excess. easy liver is cheap steak is expensive yeah. Yeah. i know i don't eat it because um, really i like chopped chicken chopped chicken liver is good i will have that yeah 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 that's about it yeah <laughs> my grandmother's very deli though chopped chicken liver right but yeah. these cookies here's the thing now i can't have milk with it so i have half and half or heavy cream with it and <laughs> i have half and half a cold glass of half and half you i'm that. telling you that sounds crazy but the fact that i can have dinner and then have i only need one one cookie and a glass of milk half and half what, now, what's in this chocolate that makes it yeah, sweet but it's not chocolate? chocolate? Uh, it is called... Um, uh, ooh, agave? I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Agave? It's the same name as the It's not agave. It's, it's uh, stevia. <laughs> stevia. <laughs> it's liquid stevia, right. but they, the chocolate... They didn't have the chocolate chips, so I bought the bar. It's a woman's name. It's like Nilly, or I'll send it to you. But it anyway, I bought the bars, and then I crushed them up, so they're a huge piece yeah. of chocolate. Very, very good. I know. So very good. good. Now, here's the thing. Why no milk but cheese? Because um, milk uh, is, all kinds of sugar I guess, pat- it. yeah, it's, it turns into sugar, and it is sugar. It's it all is made but with sugar. But cheese doesn't but turn so into sugar? Mm-hmm. No, it does. No, it's, it's no carb. Uh, cheese is, like, very low carb. Yeah. Yeah. What? But it's, it's really? got the same stuff as milk. It's made from milk. Yeah. yeah, but why half and half and no milk? Why heavy cream and no milk? We're going to have to. Have, we're gonna let's have. go to the phones. I think oh, we don't have go any to phones. The phones. I got one. Okay. Uh, let's talk about our guests real quick. Yeah. So we have Jay sitting next to us. Jay, you got your start as a writer. Well, how far back do you want to go? Uh, all I, the way back. I got my start as a part of a, a whole chunk of semen. And then, <laughs> and then from there, I found Can an you go egg. Back, <laughs> go back nine months before that. What were your parents doing when they. <laughs> That's where I was. When that semen came out, I didn't play. exist. Do you remember how you were conceived? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't remember it, but I know it must have happened. Um, (laughs) Do you know when they're conceived? Pardon me? Does anybody know how they were conceived? No. Well, I think vaginal for me. No, but seriously, did your parents ever tell you, like, oh, I was in a... They do it on TV shows and make jokes about it. But I don't no, know. but that's a good question. I've never had that conversation with, with my your parents. parents. Like, really, where were you? In the couch? Was I assume basement? my parents wouldn't know. I'm hoping they fucked a lot more than that. Good point. Good nice, point. yeah. Well, yeah. I think my baby was conceived uh, base camp Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so, but, but you're the father, so that's impossible. No, we were there. We went there on our honeymoon. Wow. To Mount and Everest. I, and I think that's where, we, where I knocked her up. Why'd you go? <laughs> you went to base camp. Did you? Well, because I can only get an erection in high altitude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go further than base camp? No, that's where we. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I would have. I would have liked to. Your wife wasn't there. It was just you and a Sherpa. <laughs> How yeah. did your wife get pregnant? But then he brought the. Where was the yak? Then he brought. Then he came Those to Laurel Sherpas Canyon. Bring everything to you. They're Packers. Even your own. That's true. Okay, yeah. Everybody so. always says like, oh, I climbed ever. The Sherpa had all your your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have the tough job. Yeah. Not to mention you just have, they don't have all your shit. You're, you're, just you're, you're carrying yeah. a lot of your stuff. The, sh- the Sherpa's carrying what he needs also. Right. It sounds like a really, really expensive way to die. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a really expensive way to die. <laughs> That's there's, exactly there's, there's right. $60,000. There's 400 dead bodies up there right yeah. now. 
Yeah. It's, it's so dangerous they can't remove the bodies. Right. Did you go in a dangerous time of year or in a less? Well, dangerous there's only a certain time when you can even, you know, May, but June, you, July is when they. Did you guys it. go up? No, to base camp. We just, I would have. That's pretty cool. The base I camp is very I cool. I trained for it. I was going to do five minutes of stand-up from there like 10 years ago. Wow. And I was talking to Ed Weistress, who was one of the greatest climbers in the world, and he was going to lead me up. But he wanted 250 grand. Really? But, but there's no guarantee yeah. that you'll get there because weather can change. Do you have to send the check before you go up? <laughs> Just in case, you it know. I'll, I'll press send at the <laughs> summit. Right. But no. Wow, that's a, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. And d did you have any doubt that you would have been in, in good enough shape to handle that? I think anyone can climb Everest if you just time it. I mean, 80-year-old women are yeah. climbing it. I've yeah. seen that. Guys yeah. with one leg have climbed it. Doesn't it make just, it seem like really kind of a shitty, not that big a deal thing? Right. It, it if is. I, if but I always women say can do that it? The, the millionaires, the rich people have made it seem so expensive that uh, civilians can't do it, but... I think any of us could climb it. I think the Sherpas also got together. There's like a class action. Did you see that? There's a movie about that where they, like, they were, a bunch of them got killed and they weren't getting taken care of. And, and it's bad. Like, the life of a Sherpa is not a good one. Well, I'm, they're climbing Everest their whole life. That's on a regular <laughs> basis. I know, but you would think that a but lot of that money's going to them. It's not. It's not. That oh. sucks. That's the, yeah, it's going to one the, really rich Sherpa agent. He's getting all that cash. He's a CIA. Because uh -huh. you would think with all the millionaires, these guys are doing pretty nice with a condo in the Hamdoms. Yeah. At least a condo. Uh -huh. I'm not saying a house. <laughs> right. But right, they're right. not. They're being screwed over by Listen, Sherpa, sure. you're going to be a big star in this <laughs> town. Just keep exactly. walking. Do some squats. <laughs> Broadway Danny Sherpa. <laughs> more fur. Get more fur. I want something <laughs> So your parents weren't at base camp. but My parents, no. Uh, the, my, my storied history, I, I was born in Brooklyn. Moved out to Encino, well, Woodland Hills yeah. when I was but a baby. Uh, raised in Encino. Uh, my dad's a TV writer, comedy writer. And so uh, well, I got to skip over that. His dad's a legendary TV writer. Like, really. I mean, he, like right? Mythological. He Arnie? may not exist. His name's no. Arnie Kogan. Yeah, yes, Arnie. Arnie Kogan. Yeah. And, uh, and what show did he write on? He wrote on many shows, but the famous ones, I'll tell you the, 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 the great ones, the best ones and the shittiest ones. The best ones when I was a kid. Uh, Carol Burnett show was a big deal. Wow. Everybody seemed to like that. He won some Emmys for that. Yeah. Um, Carol Burnett hanging around the house? Carol Burnett came to the house, yeah. Holy Absolutely. hell, Come on, man. that's yeah. what I love. I love we this had stuff. Albert Brooks over. We had some, some hot celebrities. Are you still Penny friends Marshall? with Albert Brooks? Par Am I what? Friends with Albert Brooks? No, I'm not friends with Albert Brooks. Not in the least. The last uh, uh, interactions I've had with Albert, he yelled at me. He so, did? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I worked with him. Yeah. I had a very, very tiny part on the muse. What did he yell about? Well, um... Well, I became a writer uh, uh, eventually after trying to be a stand-up comedian and actor. None of that worked out, but then I became a writer. They're like, okay, you can do that. So I'm now a writer. But uh, my very first job was on the Tracy Ullman show. In my very first week of that job, I was sitting in the rewrite room, and in the rewrite room of the Tracy Ullman show was Albert Brooks. Yeah. He was just sitting there because he's friends with Jim Brooks, James L. Brooks, who's one of the, the executive producers, and he was sitting there. And so I leaned to my writing partner, and I said, Albert Brooks is in the... Oh my God! Uh, and so, but we don't say anything. We play it cool. Day one, we don't even talk to him. We're just playing it cool. Day two, cool. By day three, we're walking over to see our, our rehearsal. And I walk up as we're walking up to see the rehearsal. And I and I walk over to Albert, who's kind of alone. I said, "Mr. Brooks, I just want to tell you, I'm such a huge fan. 
And he started laying into me like, oh. you want me to fucking do a routine for you? Is that what you oh, want me to do? Whoa. no. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was God, bad. you don't want to meet your heroes, man. No, no. That, that sucks. It did, it did blow. But, you know, I, after years of uh, therapy and, and talking to other people <laughs> about it, uh, I realized it's based in his own insecurity at the time. Yeah. He was, who knows why he was in a writer's room. He wasn't getting paid for it. Yeah. He was hanging out, so maybe he was going through a bad time. Maybe, you know. You should let's, have said, let's call him yeah, right I'd now. Yeah, I'd love you to do it. Somebody his, has I'd his number. I'd love you to do something. <laughs> I don't have his yeah, number. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, do you want me to do a routine? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just five minutes. <laughs> right. Whatever you got. That's Look, awesome. I, when I worked for him, uh, he, I had the strangest audition ever that narrowed it down between me and someone else that wasn't even at, that wasn't there. I was, I went into the office at Universal and his, his assistant was like, oh, hi, yeah, uh, Albert, uh, he's almost, just go right in the office and, uh, and he'll be in. And she goes, okay, but you're in the scene, the scene starts now. And I'm like, what? I'm standing alone in Albert Brooks' office. And she goes, scene starts now. And I go, okay, she closes the door. In another door, from another door, Albert walks in. It was a bathroom, I didn't know. And he walks in and he's just right in the scene, just starts talking. And I was like, well, and I jumped right into it. We did it. And he just stopped and he goes, all right, yeah, we'll fix a few things on set. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> then when we shot. When did he start the oh, scene? So was you he got the part? Was he in the, yeah, middle, the, part. Was he in the middle of peeing when he started reading? I his don't lines? know. I mean, he walked out <laughs> and the toilet was still flushing. He was flipping through the copy. Yeah. Before he started <laughs> but the, the weirdest acting. thing was he was directing the movie and he wrote the movie and he starred in the movie. And, uh, and, and, uh, Is that the one hanging in the bathroom? What? <laughs> Is that the, the poster hanging in the bathroom? No, that's my favorite that movie ever. Okay. That's called Real Life. I was going to say, the how appropriate if you had that, that poster hanging yeah. in the bathroom. What was the movie, Greg? The movie was called The Muse with Sharon Stone. And uh, so Sharon Stone, we're in, we're in the um, Four Seasons Hotel for all intents and purposes. We're at the Universal lot, but they made the hotel in a long hallway. And I'm security guard for the hotel. And Albert's her assistant. He's running around or whatever. And he has this exchange with her. And, uh, and he's got this big salad. And then I bump into him. The salad goes all over the place. But anyway... I'm standing there in the hallway. We're all waiting, and there's no Albert Brooks. And the crew, and they go, okay, rolling. And I'm like, what is going on? My audition started this way. This job started this way. And they go, Albert, he's coming in the stage, but he likes us to be rolling, so he just walks right into the scene. Jeez. So I've never experienced that before. Yeah. So sure enough, long hallway, right? Um, <laughs> I'm standing there, rolling, and they were waiting, waiting, waiting. I hear, <laughs> you know, the door of the <laughs> stage. stage. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, gets yeah. on the carpet, and there he is, holding a big salad. No, he starts walking. Guy hands him a salad bowl, right. like that's not real or anything. Yeah, exactly. and, he, and he walks out, and he was awesome. I mean, awesome, just so great. I improved a little bit with him. Uh, Sharon Stone was a little weird um, <laughs> when we yelled cut. He wasn't wearing underwear. No, no, but when we yelled cut, a bodyguard stepped between me and her. What? And I was on literally the set, on, the on the set. That's weird. That's weird. Like, Dude, I'm you're, professional. you're I'm, on set. Yeah, I'm on set. I'm every a day. Player. I don't need you between us. I'm, I'm, here I'm an working. actor. Yeah, Dude, I'm I don't care her. if you're having threatening phone calls or letters or whatever. It was very weird. Yeah. But anyway, great experience. And Albert Brooks. When they is, yell cut, I'd like someone to hand me a salad. <laughs> <laughs> we tossed it together. That's how great it was. That's how good that experience Probably the uh, I want to slit Sharon Stone's throat t shirt you were wearing? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we don't wear that. Yeah. Uh, shooting. Well, at least on a shoot day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was just a stone's throw from me. Yeah. Uh, oh, see what I did there? Uh, Thank you for joining us around the TV campfire. Stay tuned each Thursday for live releases from the festival, in addition to bonus content and exclusive interviews and new original series coming soon. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at ATX Festival and let us know what you think using our official hashtag 
hashtag the TV Campfire. Please rate and subscribe to the TV Campfire on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Season 8 of ATX Festival will be June 6th through 9th, 2018. And for more information on attending, please visit www.atxfestival.com.